Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi, wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik alayhi, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi. Allahumma ajalna min ahli sunnatihi, wa a'inna ala tamassuki biha, wa al-amali biha, wa nashriha. والدفاع عنها أيها الإخوة الكرام في هذه الأمسية كما سمعتم عنوان الأمسية مظاهر العبودية في الحج العبودية في أعمال الحج وشعائر الحج ظاهرة جلية لا تخفى على أهل العلم وطلاب العلم وعلى المسلم الذي يؤدي العبادات بشيء بقليل من العلم يعلم ويشعر بهذه العبودية من خلال أدائه لأعمال الحج وشعائر الحج وقبل أن أبدأ بكلمتي وأسأل الله أن يعينني على على أدائها على الوجه الذي يرضي الله ويحبه الله عز وجل سؤال مهم المسلم أيها الإخوة يجب أن يسأل نفسه هذا السؤال دائما وأبدا فيما يتعلق بالحج وفيما يتعلق بغيره من العبادات يعني خصوصا الحج وأيضا الصلاة المسلم كيف يعيش الإسلام أنت كمسلم يعني وأنا كمسلم كيف أعيش الإسلام وكيف أكون عبدا لله عز وجل وكيف أتحقق بالعبودية لله عز وجل كيف أكون عبدا لله عز وجل على مراد الله جل ثناؤه وعلى مراد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بمختصر مفيد وكلمات قليلة هذا لا يكون إلا من خلال السمع والطاعة لا يكون إلا من خلال الأمر والنهي إذا أمرك الله تقول سمعا وطاعة إذا نهاك الله تقول سمعا وطاعة فالانقياد والامتثال لأوامر الله عز وجل في الفعل أو الترك إذا ما استجبت لأمر الله عز وجل وقمت به على الوجه الذي أمر الله به وبالطريقة التي علمنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بهذه الاستجابة تكون عبدا لله وتحققت بالعبودية لله عز وجل فأنت ملتزم ممتثل منقاد لأوامر الله عز وجل هذه هي الطاعة عندما نقول السمع والطاعة هذه هي الطاعة الطاعة هي الامتثال والانقياد لأمر الله عز وجل وهكذا أيها الإخوة نعيش الإسلام
بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهداء أما بعد My dear brothers and sisters uh, Our beloved Sheikh begins tonight first and foremost with a dua Asking Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from Ahl Sunnah and the people of the Sunnah And the defenders of the Sunnah and the ones that spread the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he touches up on the topic tonight, which is the manifestations of worship in Hajj, because Hajj uh, is built upon worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And worship, my dear brothers and sisters, the Sheikh mentions, is well known to people in general and in particular to the students of knowledge and the scholars. And it is a duty upon us to give time and effort to seeking knowledge uh, in order to learn how to worship Allah Azza wa Jal. And the Shaykh, he also begins by asking a question to the brothers uh, and the sisters. And he says that the Muslim, <clears throat> uh, the Muslim must ask himself this question uh, regarding Hajj and regarding all types of worship Hajj and all the worships but in particular Hajj and the Salah and that question is how do I as a Muslim live by Islam me as a Muslim how do I live by Islam how do I become a true servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way that pleases Allah azza wa jal and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the answer to this question the only way that we can become true slaves of Allah azza wa jal is through obedience as-sam'u wa ta'a to be from those who hear Allah azza wa jal's command and obey to obey Allah azza wa jal in what he commands and to also obey him in what he prohibits because both things require obedience we obey Allah in what he commands we do what he orders and we also obey him in avoiding what he prohibits only by doing that and by doing that you fulfill being a true servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Insha'Allah, sa'atakallamu an yani jumlatin wahida aw amalin wahid min a'mal al-hajj min khilalihi yatabayyan lana ma'na yani min khilal hazihi al-kalima walakin bihaja yani an nafham ma nasma' aw nafham ma naqool aw nafham ma nahfaz wa nafham ma nuraddid في صلاتنا وفي غير صلاتنا يعني مما ظاهر العبودية في أعمال الحج يعني فقط سأتكلم عن هذا العمل كما تعلمون رحمكم الله أن الحاج يعني بعد أن يتجرد من ثيابه ولن نقف عند هذه المسألة لها معاني عظيمة في الميقات أو عند الميقات بعد أن يدخل في النسك يعني يقول لبيك اللهم عمرة أو لبيك اللهم حجا ماذا يقول الحاج 
بعدها مباشرة يردد جملة كلها كلها توحيد وكلها إيمان وكلها عبودية لله عز وجل ماذا يقول مباشرة أنت الآن يعني عند الميقات دخلت في في النسك عمرة أو حج يعني حتى تصل إلى مكة ماذا تقول يلا يا اسألنا هالسؤال يا نعم لبيك اللهم لبيك التلبية لبيك اللهم لبيك لبيك لا شريك لك لبيك إن عمدا والنعمة لك والملك لا شريك لك هذه هذه التلبية يعني في هذه الأمسية بالنسبة لي سأتكلم فقط عن هذه الكلمة نحاول يعني معا أن نقف على كلمات ومفردات هذه الجملة ونحاول أن نفهم معناها معاني تضمنت معاني عظيمة هذه التلبية The Sheikh says that tonight by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal he will be focusing on one particular action during Hajj As we know Hajj has many different rituals and actions the Sheikh is going to be focusing on one of those only and that is the, the action or the statement and it's important that we always try to understand and learn the meaning of what we say in worship because when you worship Allah you say a lot of things it's important to understand the things that you say in your acts of worship so the one thing that the Sheikh wants to focus on tonight which he will shed light on is what the person performing Hajj or Umrah says after they have entered the state of Ihram as we know when you reach the Miqat which is the station appointed for the Ihram and the person removes his clothes and he puts on the two white garments and he makes his intention for Hajj or Umrah and then he makes his way to Mecca throughout that process he's uttering a sentence and that sentence is the Talbiyah لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ Until the end. This statement, my brothers and sisters, that statement on its own, that you are frequently saying during Hajj and Umrah, it is filled with Tawheed and Ubudiyya, worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Sheikh is going to discuss this point and go through its meaning. لبيك اللهم لبيك لبيك لا شريك لك لبيك إن الحمد والنعمة لك والملك لا شريك لك لبيك اللهم لبيك عندما أقول وعندما تقول أنت وعندما تقولين أنت فعندما أقول لبيك اللهم لبيك ما معنى لبيك لو رجعنا إلى يعني العلماء رحمهم الله علماء اللغة وعلماء الشريعة لبيك اللهم لبيك يعني عندما أقول هذه الكلمة أقول يا رب أجبتك إجابة بعد إجابة لبيك اللهم لبيك أجبتك كلما أمرتني سمعا وطاعة لبيك الله أمرني فأنا كعبد أقول لبيك لبيك اللهم لبيك كلما أمرتني أجبتك وكلما ناديتني أجبتك وكلما دعوتني أجبتك 
هذا معنى لبيك اللهم لبيك وانقدت انقيادا بعد انقياد كلما أمرتني هذا هو الانقياد السمع والطاعة هذا هو الانقياد وقالوا أيضا معنى لبيك اللهم لبيك فيها معنى الإخلاص لأن أصلها قالوا من من اللب ولب كل شيء أخلصه فأيضا كأنك تقول لبيك اللهم لبيك أخلصت لك إخلاصا بعد إخلاص فأنا أنتقل من مقام إخلاص إلى مقام إخلاص أنا أنتقل من إجابة إلى إجابة أنا أنتقل من انقياد إلى انقياد من امتثال إلى امتثال وقالوا معنى أيضا لبيك اللهم لبيك فيها معنى الاقتراب وهذا صحيح لأنك كلما استجبت لأمر الله وكلما ازددت عبودية لله عز وجل ازددت قربا من الله عز وجل فأنت في ارتقاء دائما وأبدا ما دمت تعبد الله عز وجل زادت هذه العبادة زاد قربك من الله عز وجل زادت هذه العبادة زاد معها الحب ارتقيت في منازل الإيمان أيضا قالوا في معنى لبيك فيها معنى الإقامة يقال لب المكان إذا أقام فيه كأني أقول يا رب إني ملتزم مقيم دائما وأبدا ما حييت على طاعتك فأنا عندما أقول لبيك اللهم لبيك أنا ملتزم بعبوديتك ملتزم بعبادتك بطاعتك وأني مقيم على هذه العبودية حتى ألقى الله واعبد ربك حتى يأتيك اليقين وهذا معنى قوله تعالى قل إن صلاتي ونسكي ومحياي ومماتي لمن؟ لله رب العالمين هذه هي العبودية أيها الإخوة أن تكون لله في شأنك كله وفي أمرك كله لا تقوم ولا تقعد ولا تسير ولا تحب ولا تبغض كل لله عز وجل فأسأل الله عز وجل أن يجعلني وأياكم من من هؤلاء من أهل العبودية لله عز وجل The Sheikh begins with the first phrase of the sentence لبيك اللهم لبيك and what this phrase means when the slave of Allah عز وجل says لبيك اللهم لبيك what is he saying in reality the scholars of Islam and in particular the scholars of the Arabic language they say that what this word means لبيك اللهم لبيك is oh Allah I answer you with everything that you have commanded me you are answering Allah Azza wa Jal's call so by you saying لبيك اللهم لبيك you are informing and telling Allah Azza wa Jal that, Oh Allah, I answer you in everything that you have commanded me to do. And all that you call me to, I answer. Everything that you, O oh Allah, call me to it, I answer you. And I obey you in everything that you command. But this is a huge word. 
when the servant says, لبيك اللهم لبيك. The scholars also said that the word also carries another meaning. And that is ikhlas. That, O oh Allah, I am sincere to you with what you call me to. And I move from one sincere thing to another sincere thing. Meaning everything that I do for you, I do it sincerely for you, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they say it also carries another meaning. And that is closeness to Allah azza wa jal. That when you say, labbaik Allahumma labbaik, you are getting closer to Allah through your worship. And the more worship that you perform, the closer you get to Allah Azza wa Jal. Worship after worship after worship means closeness after closeness after closeness. And the scholars also say it carries the meaning of iqama, which is to be upon something. So when you say, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, you are saying, Oh Allah, I am firm upon your worship. I am steadfast upon this. I am settled upon worshipping you, O Allah. These are the different meanings all within that one phrase. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. And this is what it means when Allah Azza wa Jal says, Say, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that verily my prayer and my sacrifice and my living and my dying, all of it is for Allah Azza wa Jal, the Lord of mankind, the Lord of mankind. So the more worship and obedience you perform to Allah Azza wa Jal, the closer you are getting getting to Him. So this phrase, labbaik Allahumma labbaik, is you answering Allah Azza wa Jal in your obedience towards Him. Labbaik la sharika laka labbaik, هذا التوحيد, هذا هو التوحيد, la ilaha illallah. إن الحمد العبد يعترف ويقول أن أن الحمد لله عز وجل أن الحمد كله لله عز وجل وذكر أهل العلم الألف واللام هنا للاستغراق الحمد الألف واللام هنا دخلت على الكلمة تفيد الاستغراق أي كل كل الحمد لله عز وجل لأن كل النعم من الله عز وجل كل النعم من الله عز وجل لذلك لا يصرف الحمد كله إلا لله عز وجل والله عز وجل يقول وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله فمن الله وحده سبحانه وتعالى فيجب يعني أن تشعر بهذه الحقيقة حتى تقوم بهذا الواجب أن تكثر من الحمد لله عز وجل وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله فقوله تعالى وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله ثم إذا مسكم الضر فإليه تجأرون تجأرون يعني الإنسان إذا أصابه يعني شيء من الضر يعني فقر مرض يعني فتن مشاكل مصائب إلى آخره أين يلتجئ إلى زيد وعمر من الناس 
إلى الأضرحة والقبور وإلى فلان وفلان يدعوهم من دون الله عز وجل وهل يملكون شيئا هل يقدمون أو يؤخرون هل ينفعون أو يضرون هل يتكلمون أو يسمعون يلجأ إلى الله عز وجل حتى يرفع عنه أو يدفع عنه أو يكشف هذا الضر عنه فإليه تجأرون تستغيثون بالله عز وجل أما الذين يذهبون إلى تلك القبور والمقامات ويسألونهم من دون الله ويدعونهم من دون الله ويستغيثون بهم من دون الله عز وجل وكأنهم يعبدونهم من دون الله عز وجل يطلب يطلبون منهم نفعا أو دفع ضر أو كشف أو كشف سوء أو يطلبون منهم الولد أو 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 الشفاء من المرض أو إلى آخر أين الله عز وجل أين الله سيدنا إبراهيم عليه السلام الخليل إبراهيم الحنيف وإذا مرضت فهو يشفين الأنبياء علموا أتباعهم وعلموا الأمم أن أن يدعو الله ويسأل الله وهكذا كان نبينا صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا سألت فاسأل الله إذا النعم كلها من الله عز وجل فالحمد لا يصرف إلا لله سبحانه وتعالى الشيخ continues with the next phrase of the great sentence لبيك لا شريك لك لبيك and this part of the sentence is pure tawheed tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is the meaning of la ilaha illallah that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah azza wa jal for that statement is the statement of tawheed inna alhamda in alhamda verily the praise is for Allah azza wa jal and this is a testimony that all the hamd is for Allah Azza wa Jal. All the praise belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal. Because the two letters, the Alif and the Lam in Alhamd, they benefit us by teaching us that all the praise is for Allah Azza wa Jal. That's what the Alif and the Lam indicate to. Meaning... It's not for anyone else. It is all for Allah Azza wa Jal. Every praise belongs to Allah because every blessing is from Allah, the Sheikh says. Because every blessing that you have is from Allah Azza wa Jal. So therefore, every praise belongs to Him. And that's why we say this in the Talbiyah. إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ as Allah Azza wa Jal says in the translation of the meaning of the verse, and whatever blessing you have is from Allah. Whatever blessing you have is from Allah Azza wa Jal. So because the ni'am are from Allah, we must always increase in praising Him with alhamd. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues and He says, then when a calamity befalls you, you turn to Allah. When a calamity, a hardship befalls you, you turn to Allah Azza wa Jal. 
This is what Allah has commanded That we turn to him In times of ease And in times of hardship And then the Shaykh addresses those who do not implement this Those who turn to other than Allah Azza wa Jal And he gives the example of those who turn to the graves Of their saints Or even the graves of the prophets And the righteous people Where they call and make dua to other than Allah Azza wa Jal Seeking help Seeking assistance, seeking refuge in other than Allah Azza wa Jal. And the Shaykh asks, if this is the case, then where is Allah? What about Allah Azza wa Jal? How can people leave calling Allah to go and call other than Allah? How can people leave seeking aid from Allah and go seek it from other than Allah Azza wa Jal? Where is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he mentions the, the verse of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Where Ibrahim alayhi salam said, And when I become ill, it is Allah that cures me. And this was the way of the prophets and the messengers. They called mankind to call upon Allah. They taught us to call Allah and no one else. Not to call this person and that person. And this is the meaning of Tawheed. Al-mulku, al-mulku lillahi azza wa jal. Aydan, al-malik al-haq. هو الله جل ثناؤه الملك الحق لا مالك على الحقيقة إلا الله فهو الملك الملك المليك جل جلاله وتقدست أسماؤه الخلق لا يملكون شيئا أبدا لا يملكون شيئا ولا أيضا ينفعون ولا يضرون لا يملكون شيئا قوله تعالى يولج الليل في النهار ويولج النهار في الليل وسخر الشمس والقمر كل يجري لأجل مسمى ذلكم الله ربكم له الملك هذا ربنا يقول الله عز وجل في آية أخرى فأروني ماذا خلق الذين من دونه يا من تعلقتم بالأصنام البشرية أو الحجرية فأروني ماذا خلق الذين من دونه يعني هناك أفكار والعياذ بالله كفرية وشركية يعني هناك دعوات من بعض الطوائف يريدون يعني أن يعلقوا قلوب الناس ببعض الأشخاص لك والله أنت لا تعرف شيئا ولا تفهم شيئا تعلق بهذا الشيخ تصل إلى الله عز وجل يعني لم يقولوا تعلق برسول الله تعلق بهذا الشيخ يوصلك إلى رسول الله يوصلك إلى الله عز وجل إن يطلب منك أن, أن, تلغي أن تلغي عقلك أن تغلق قلبك أن تغلق سمعك وبصرك لا تفكر أنت المهم تمسك بالشيخ الفلاني واطمئن ستصل إلى الله وسيوصلك إلى الجنة طيب من فلان من, من هو فلان ماذا يملك ماذا يقدم ماذا يفعل هل يحيي الموتى هل ينفع أو يضر هل يعطي هل يشفي هل يرزق سبحان الله يولج الليل في النهار ويولج النهار في الليل الله ربنا وسخر الشمس والقمر لأجل مسمى ذلكم الله ربكم 
له الملك له الملك والذين تدعون من دونه ما يملكون من قطمير لا يملكون شيئا إن تدعوهم لا يسمعوا دعاءكم ولو سمعوا ما استجابوا لكم ويوم القيامة يكفرون بشرككم ولا ينبئك مثل خبير سبحان الله جاءت الآية بعدها مباشرة يا أيها الناس خطاب لكل الناس أنتم الفقراء إلى الله نحن فقراء كل الناس فقراء كائنا من كان كان ملكا كان رئيسا كان وزيرا كان أميرا كان غنيا كان قويا كل الناس هذا الخطاب لكل الناس يا أيها الناس أنتم الفقراء إلى الله لماذا نحن فقراء يا إخوان لا نملك شيئا نحن بالفعل حقيقة فقراء لا نملك شيئا والله هو الغني الحميد سبحانه وتعالى فتأملوا هذه هذه الجملة وما احتوت يعني هذه المعاني العظيمة يعني كلمات قليلة ولكن هذه الكلمات القليلة تضمنت هذه المعاني العظيمة الجليلة ونحن نرددها وأكثر الناس يرددون هذه الجملة مع الأسف دون أن أن يفهموا معناها حقيقة ودون أن يعني يتدبر هذه المعاني العظيمة التي تضمنت يعني هذا العلم تضمنت الإسلام أيها الإخوة التوحيد تعظيم الله عز وجل الاعتراف بفضل الله عز وجل الانقياد لله عز وجل هذه هي التلبية لبيك اللهم لبيك التي نرددها The Sheikh continues regarding the phrase of al-mulk <coughs> al-mulk the kingdom belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal because Allah Azza wa Jal he is the true king he is the true, the true king and the creation in reality owns nothing the creation in reality they own nothing nor do they benefit nor do they harm this is why we do not call or seek aid from the creation because the owner of everything is Allah Azza wa Jal and the Sheikh quotes the verse where Allah Azza wa Jal says that he merges the night into the day and he merges the day into the night until Allah Azza wa Jal says that is Allah your Lord to him belongs the kingdom for Allah is the Malik he is the one that owns the entire kingdom subhanahu wa ta'ala then the Sheikh continues with the verse where Allah Azza wa Jal also asks a question and he says this is the creation of Allah show me what the others have created Allah is the creator of all of this Allah says so show me what the others have created others beside him have created and we cannot show anything because Allah alone is the creator no one else is a creator and there is shirk which exists and it occurs 
from certain groups and sects who wish to connect the heart of the servants to other than Allah. They call people to connect their hearts to this so-called sheikh or this so-called wali. They do not even call them to connect their hearts to the way of the Prophet ﷺ. They do not even want you to think or question or use your brain. They just want you to follow and say, follow this sheikh and you will be saved. Follow his way and you will be saved. But by follow, it means rely on him, trust him, call him, and he will answer you. They have over-exaggerated in these people. And they want you to connect your heart to other than Allah Azza wa Jal. When Allah tells us, call him, they tell us, call this sheikh and call this person and make dua to such and such. And Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, for him is the kingdom and those who you call besides him, do not possess even a qitmir. For Allah Azza wa Jal is the kingdom. And the ones that they call besides Allah do not even possess a qitmir. The qitmir, my brothers and sisters, is that layer on top of the, the seed of the date. When you eat a date and you have the seed, it has a small layer. Look how precise Allah is. Those who you call besides Allah, those who you make dua to them, they do not even possess that. So how can you call them? But this is the tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal, that we connect our hearts to Allah Azza wa Jal and no one else. And he mentions the verse where Allah Azza wa Jal says, You are all poor to Allah. Antumul fuqara illallah. Why are we poor to Allah Azza wa Jal? The Shaykh says, because the reality is we own nothing. The creation owns nothing. Allah Azza wa Jal is the owner of everything. And that's addressing everyone, the leaders, the people, the rich, the poor, everyone. These are all poor to Allah. Because Allah Azza wa Jal is the owner of everything and the reality is we do not own anything. ولكن انه مظاهر العبوديه في في اعمال الحج يعني من اولها الى اخرها يعني عندما يعني ينزع الحاج ثيابه يتجرد من ثيابه اليست عبوديه ما تدخل عقلك بالموضوع انه لا احنا بنخلع ثياب ثيابنا بننزعها يعني ونتجرد عبوديه يعني ايضا يعني نطوف بهذه الطريقة نقبل الحجر عبودية ولماذا سبع أشواط ولماذا بهذه الطريقة ولماذا من هنا نبدأ من هنا وننتهي من هنا والسعي بين الصفا والمروة نقول هذه عبودية الله أمرنا أن نفعل ذلك رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أمرنا أن نفعل ذلك أنا كعبد لا يصلحني إلا أن أكون عبدا لله عز وجل أنا بدي ناقش الله عز وجل لا يا رب كذا وكذا وإلى آخره أنت عبد لا يصلحك ولا ينفعك إلا أن تقول سمعنا وأطعنا فأسأل الله عز وجل أن يجعلني وأياكم من أهل السمع والطاعة وأن يجعل أعمالي وأعمالكم خالصة لوجه الله عز وجل ومعزرة على الإطالة the Sheikh mentions in his final point for tonight 
the worship in Hajj is very clear. The entire Hajj is based on al on worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Shaykh gives some examples. Like when the person removes his tailored clothes in order to wear the ihram. When you do that, is that not an act of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No doubt it is. And the Shaykh gives an advice and he says, do not try to be intellectual when it comes to the acts of worship that Allah Azza wa Jal orders. And what he means by this is do not question. Why do we have to remove our clothes and put on the ihram? Why do we do tawaf in this way? Why is it seven turns? Why is the sa'i between the Safa and Marwa in this way? Why, why Arafah? Why Muzdalifah? Why, why? The Sheikh says, do not do this. Nothing will benefit you except to be an obedient servant of Allah. The only reason we do these actions is because Allah commanded them. And Ar-Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded them. So we do not ask why, or what's the wisdom behind this, or what's the wisdom behind that. The only thing that benefits you is to be a true servant of Allah azza wa jal, that when Allah commands, you say, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا We hear and we obey. And the Shaykh makes a dua to make himself and you and all of us from those who hear Allah's commands and they answer with sama'na wa ata'na barakallahu fikum and we will now pass the microphone on to our beloved sheikh and brother Khalid Muhammad bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri Whoever needs a stretch, brothers, you're more than welcome to stand up, have a little bit of a stretch, inshallah. I don't need a stretch, I'm just moving to the middle. (laughs) Bismillah. No doubt, brothers, uh, the Sheikh began with the most important thing, and that is At-Tawheed. As everybody is very well aware of, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent the prophets, He sent the messengers, He sent the revelation, He created the heavens and the earth. He created the creation. He ordains fighting and striving and struggling against the enemies for At-Tawheed. To establish the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To single him out alone in worship and to give rise to his religion and allow the religion of Islam or aid and assist in the religion of Islam prevailing over Every other religion, as Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, a verse we all know, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I did not create the jinn kind, nor the mankind, except to worship me. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, وَقَاتِلُوهُمْ حَتَّى لَا تَكُونَ فِتْنَةٌ وَيَكُونَ الدِّينُ لِلَّهِ And fight them until there is no fitna. And a fitna here, there is no shirk, no polytheism, and the religion is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one that contemplates, my brothers, the actions of hajj and the acts of worship in general will find a very strong correlation between these acts of worship 
and between establishing once again the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For whether you like it or not, or someone likes it or not, as the Sheikh mentioned, it is fundamental and fundamentally important to understand that each and every one of us is a slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the disbelievers and the polytheists, they willingly choose not to be slaves. But in reality, every single creation of Allah azza wa jal is a slave to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. In kullu man fi samawati wal ard illa atir rahman abda. There is none in the heavens and the earth except that they will come to Ar-Rahman, the most merciful, as a slave. But those who willingly to choose or choose not to be slaves to Allah Azza wa Jal, indeed these individuals have chosen to be slaves to their desires and have willingly chosen to be slaves to other than him. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, Ta'isa Abdul Dinar, Ta'isa Abdul Dirham, I have here. Jazakallah khair. Allah barik fiq. Khalas, if you want to think about it, just get me it. Ta'isa abdul dinar, ta'isa abdul dirham, ta'isa abdul ta'isa abdul khamisah. That may he be cursed who? The slave of the dinar, the slave of the dirham, the slave of the silk cloth and the likes. There's a white Camry blocking someone off. <laughs> There's a white Camry blocking someone off. Please, if you have a white Camry, uh, go downstairs, inshallah ta'ala, and just move it. Inshallah, there'll be a lot of spaces. Uh, if any of the sisters as well have white Camrys, please, inshallah ta'ala, move them. For the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has informed us how these individuals have chosen to be slaves to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For it's very important and incumbent upon us, my brothers, that you understand that notion which the Sheikh mentioned. And of course, which I prepared a short little part of the talk for, because this is, of course, the most important thing. As the Sheikh mentioned, قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِ The verse, قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِ وَنُسُكِ وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهِ وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ وَأَنَا أَوَّلُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Say indeed my prayer, my sacrifice, my living, my dying are all for Allah. And he has no partner. For subhanallah, the sacrifice, my brothers, the literal sacrifice and slaughtering and the metaphorical sacrifice, it takes sacrifice to perform this great act of worship, which is a pillar of the pillars of Islam, al-Hajj. Even if you have to spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, you leave your families behind, you leave your property, your wealth, you leave everything you have to go and perform that which Allah Azza wa Jal obliged upon the one that is able to perform it. The one that is able to perform it. But from the reward or the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal, is that he has rewarded the person that goes and performs hajj. He has rewarded this individual with something so great. And that is al-jannah. And something else. And that is that an individual will come back as if it was the day that his mother gave birth to him. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says, Man hajja lillah, whoever performs the pilgrimage for Allah, once again, 
reinstilling or instating that concept of Tawheed in the hearts of the believers and reminding them, whoever performs Hajj for Allah and does not have sexual intercourse, فَلَمْ يَرْفُثْ وَلَمْ يَفْسُقْ and he does not commit sin or evil, then it will be, it will be as if it was the day that his mother gave birth, birth to him. That's the way he will return. رَجَعَكَ يَوْمِ وَلَدَتْهُ أُمُّهُ And in another hadith, الْعُمْرَةُ إِلَى الْعُمْرَةُ كَفَّارَةٌ لِمَا بَيْنَهُمَا That one umrah to another is an expiation for that which is in between them and the sins which occurred between them. وَالْحَجُّ الْمَبْرُورُ And an accepted hajj لَيْسَ لَهُ جَزَاءٌ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم it does not have a recompense except paradise. Except paradise. For as you can see, my brothers, the concept of Hajj, which Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ اسْتَطَاعَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا And Hajj is a duty upon mankind, which they owe to Allah for those who have the means. And through the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal is that He has given them those rewards, which is as we said. And the Prophet wasallam, once when he was entering into the ihram, he mentioned a beautiful statement likewise, warning against that polytheism of showing off, of doing it for the people, of doing it so people can come back and call you hajj and the likes. He says, Allahumma hajjatan la riya'a fiha wa la sum'ah. Oh Allah, Make it a hajj in which there is no showing off in it. There is no me doing the actions so people can see it. And there is no me doing the actions and the likes so people can hear of it. And they can speak. And one, two, three. This is all haram. As the Prophet wasallam he says, Man samma'a, samma'a Allahu bih. That whoever does things so that the people can hear him. Uh, he does things so people can hear his good deeds. I prayed this much at night, I fasted this much, I went to Hajj and I done and I done. Why? So that people can hear the good deeds. Allah will make his intention known and he will disgrace him. And as the hadith mentions and continues, وَمَنْ يُرَائِي يُرَائِ اللَّهُ بِهِ And whomsoever does things so people can see, or he does actions for the people's eyes and the likes, Allah Azza wa Jal will make the intention known. For in the Talbiyah, as we heard, there is great Tawheed in this. And there is great Bara'ah, disassociation. Disassociation from Ash-Shirk. All good? Okay, khalas. Hold on what Astra read. <laughs> For those who are wondering. Ah, disassociation from Shirk. And listen to this beautiful hadith. So showing us, it is not just the human that is doing this Talbiyah. It is not just the human that is saying, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. Labbaik la sharika laka Labbaik. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ma min mulabbin yulabbi. There is no one who is doing the talbiyah, saying this great, powerful statement. Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. There is not a person who is doing this. Ma min mulabbin yulabbi. Illa labba ma an yaminihi. وعن شماله من حجر وشجر as the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said ومدر except that 
the trees on his right and left, the rocks on his right and left, the hills on his right and left, until the end pretty much as the hadith says, they are also doing the talbiyah with this individual. They are also saying, labbaik Allahumma labbaik. How beautiful is that? Subhanal khaliq. How? Allahu a'lam. I've never heard them myself personally, if I, inshallah, we don't get a question like that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also said, which the Shaykh reminded me, or advised me to tell the brothers and advise the brothers. Don't forget the takbir and the takbirat in these blessed days of Dhul Hijjah, wherever you are, whenever it is, whatever time of day. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam telling us the best dua. The best dua is the dua, the supplication, the invocation done on the day of Arafah, which inshallah for us is Tuesday. And then he tells us something showing us once again, Wallahi, if all we spoke about today, which inshallah we're going to change topic very soon, but if all we spoke about today is the manifestation of the great act of worship of Tawheed and La ilaha illallah in Hajj, that's sufficient. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, ma qultu ana wa min qabli. And the best thing, listen to this very carefully, my brother, so that you can utilize it and use it on Tuesday, inshallah ta'ala. And the best dua, the best supplication that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us him and the prophets before him would say is la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahul mulk wa lahul hamd wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir which we heard earlier and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or it was mentioned by al-fudail ibn iyad radiyallahu ta'ala anhu regarding the importance of the sincerity and also following the sunnah which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was addressing the pilgrims, he says, خُذُوا manasikakum, Take your riches from me, meaning, do what I done, say what I said. If I left something off, leave it off. If I did it, you do it. Like the prayer, صَلُّوا كَمَا رَأَيْتُمُونِ Pray as you have seen me pray, exactly. Don't add, don't subtract. Don't add, don't subtract. For Al-Fudayl, he says, what is the meaning of best in deeds? When Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, that in Surah Al-Mulk, uh, we, a verse, inshallah, we've all memorized, so that he may test you to see who the one who is best in deeds is. For Al-Fudayl was asked, what does it mean best in deeds? He says, akhlasuhu wa aswabuh. The one that is most sincere and the one that is most accurate. For then he says, what do you mean? He was told. He was asked. Explain. He says, Indeed an action. If it was done sincerely, but it was not accurate, then it would not be accepted. And the action, if it was done accurately, but it was not done sincerely, it would not be accepted. For they said, what is the accurate 
Or what is the sincere, accurate action? He says, sincere, that you do it for Allah alone. And accurate, that you do it according to the sunnah. These are the words of the great Fudayl ibn Iyad, rahimahullah ta'ala. And likewise, my brothers, we see in this great action of hajj, the unity, the real brotherhood, the real solidification and solidarity of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam in a way that you do not see it anywhere else or at any other time in the year or in any other act of worship except possibly the prayer. But you see my brothers, people coming min kulli fajjin amiq people coming from the ends of the worlds black, white doesn't matter. Old, young, it doesn't matter. Rich, poor, it doesn't matter. On that day, the king is like the servant or what we know as a peasant if it was. The black is like the white. This is Islam. A brother is like a brother. The one that earns a million dollars a year is like the one that earns a few thousand dollars a year or earns nothing a year. The sense of brotherhood is seen in the ritual and the pillar of hajj in a way that it is not seen ever or throughout the entire year. And this is seeing the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Mathalul Mu'mineen, the likeness of the believers, fi tawaddihim wa tarahumihim wa ta'atufihim, Mathalul Jasad. Mathalul Jasad. The likeness of the believers in their mutual affection, their love, their kindness is like one body, one body. And we know that hadith, my brothers, always, that if one part of the body was to be hurting, was to be aching, was to be in pain, then the rest of the body would stay up, yani, uh, pretty much with a fever, hurting, in pain, feeling it. But when you go to Hajj, you really feel this. You really see this, wallahi. And you really learn the concept and see the concept, how we are all equal, except the one that is the most noble in the sight of Allah, who is the one that has the most taqwa. إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ Something we all already know, inshaAllah ta'ala. The most noble amongst you to Allah Azza wa Jal, the most noble amongst you to Allah is the one that is most God-conscious, God-fearing. My brothers, the journey to Hajj also teaches us and reminds us about another journey. A journey to an abode a journey to a destination in which there is no coming back from. And that is the journey to the hereafter. That is our passing through the stage of the grave to ultimately end up in either Jannah or Jahannam. For in the dunya, we leave our belongings, we said. We leave our money behind. We leave our properties we leave our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers. We leave our families. We leave our loved ones. We leave our work. Why? To go and perform once again that which Allah commanded us. And likewise, it serves as a reminder that there will come a day where you're going to leave this dunya. There will come a day where you're going to leave your mother, your father, your wife, your son, your daughter. You're going to leave your lands, your houses, your units, your property. You're going to leave your jobs. But it's not willingly this time. It's unwillingly. You're going to leave it all. And there is no coming back. 
And yes, they might follow you to the grave, but they will never allowed or be allowed to be in there with you. Rather, they will return as the hadith of the Prophet wasallam, and what will be left is your, your deeds, my brothers. For likewise as well, as the Sheikh mentioned, you take off your clothing. You take off your clothing. And you wear your ihram. You wear the unstitched, untailored clothing. And everybody once again is on one level, is on one stage. Everybody is on one status. Wallahi, my brothers, you think about it, subhanallah. And wallahi, it's amazing how someone who could be worth a billion dollars on that day, on that day, wallahi, you will not be able to tell the difference between this individual and someone who has nothing, absolutely nothing. Likewise, a scholar and someone who has zero knowledge, someone who has no clue, you won't be able to tell why the clothing is the same. The actions are the same. They're doing the same things. They're saying the same things. Or for what? For one objective. Or to reach a common goal. To attain the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal. And to submit and do what Allah Azza wa Jal commanded us to do. And likewise an example. And so we don't go too long. Inshallah I'll try to cut it a bit short. Standing in Arafat or on Arafat. Reminds us of the standing before Allah Azza wa Jal on the day of resurrection, where we'll be standing barefoot, naked and uncircumcised, to the extent Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she says, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, fakayfa bil awrat. What about the awrah? And in another narration, she says, Ya Rasulullah, people will be looking at one another. He said in one narration, that every single individual on that day will have pretty much that which will occupy him. Do you think people are going to be worried on that day, my brothers, about looking at one another? It is a day which we know that the breastfeeding will leave her nursing child. The mother will run away from her child. The pregnant lady will drop her load. You will see people as if they are drunk, but Allah tells us they are not drunk. The children will be grey-haired. Do you think it matters that people are walking around like this and you're going to be focusing on that? Absolutely not. For that standing in Arafat, in Hajj, reminds you of that moment. Everybody close together. And it reminds you likewise standing in the heat, the scorching heat under the sun. On how on that day of resurrection, Allah Azza wa Jal will rule that the sun will come closer. And the people will be sweating in a way we all know. To the extent some individuals will drown, will drown in their sweat. For subhanAllah, when you think about every single pillar of the pillars of Hajj, you see Allahu Akbar, how it can tie in to the concept of Tawheed number one. And also to something of the matters of the hereafter number two and the like. And likewise, my brothers, through these pillars or through these rituals of Hajj, you gain a sense of taqwa. We just finished Ramadan not long ago. And the purpose, of course, was to achieve that taqwa. To achieve that God consciousness. To achieve that piety. That true fear of Allah Azza wa Jal. And likewise the Hajj. Which is why in so many verses of Al-Hajj, Allah Azza wa Jal pairs it with the concept of a taqwa. 
and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam showing us how one of the main concepts of Hajj likewise and manifestations and worships which are manifested in the pillar of Hajj is supplication, dua, and invocation. From the very get-go of those or from those who leave to perform this great act of worship, they should be involved in the remembrance of Allah, proclaiming the greatness of Allah, invoking Allah, supplicating to Allah Azza wa Jal. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tells us a beautiful hadith. He says, Al-Ghazi fi sabilillah Wal-Hajju wal-Mu'tamir Wafdullah The one that goes to fight for the sake of Allah and the one that is performing Umrah and the one that is performing Hajj. They are that special delegation. They are the guests of Allah Azza wa Jal. Da'ahum fa'ajabuh he called them and they accepted the invitation. They accepted and they went and they hastened to what he called them to. That is why one of the translations of Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik, it is I am here, Ya Allah, at your service, Ya Allah. You called me and I have came. You called me and I have answered. You commanded me and I obeyed your command. Subhanallah. For the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, he invited them or he called them and they obeyed him and they went. And they asked him and he gave them. And that's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, likewise he says in a narration, مَا رُؤِيَ الشَّيْطَانُ يَوْمَا هُوَ فِيهِ أَصْغَرُ وَلَا أَدْحَرُ وَلَا أَحْقَرُ وَلَا أَغْيَضُ مِنْهُ فِي يَوْمِ عَرَفَهُ وَمَا ذَاكَ that there is not a day on which, listen to this my brothers, this is our day insha'Allah, if Allah wills that we live till Tuesday and we see it. There is not a day which the devil is seen more insignificant, more violently repelled, more disgraced, more ashamed, more angrier. Then on the day of Arafah. Why? That is because due to no other reason than the mercy which he knows descends on that day and the forgiveness of the great sins which Allah Azza wa Jal forgives on that day except for what shaitan saw on the day of Badr. During the battle of Badr. For what did he see? It was said, what did he see? مَا رُؤِيَ يَوْمَ Badr. What did the shaitan see on the day of Badr? He saw Jibreel organizing the angels in a battle formation, in a battle order. And some of the ulama, they had some speech regarding the authenticity of that narration. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, إِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ عَرَفَهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَنْزِلُ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا فَيُبَاهِ بِهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ فَيُبَاهِ بِهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ فيقول انظروا إلى عبادي أتوني شعثا غبرا ضاجين من كل فج عميق أشهدكم أني قد غفرت لهم that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in a hadith which also some of the ulama weakened he says when the day of Arafah comes Allah azza wa jal descends to the lowest heaven and he praises those who have came standing on Arafah performing hajj 
he praises them to the angels and he says, look at my servants who have come to me disheveled, dusty, crying out from every deep valley. I make you bear witness that I have forgiven them. And then the angels, they will say something. They will say, Ya Rab, O our Lord, Fulan, so and so, Kana Yurahaku wa Fulan wa Fulana, that they, this person and that person, they've been accused of such and such sin. And then Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, Qad ghafartu lahum, I've forgiven them. That is why it comes in the narration that there is no one that gets forgiven like the day of Arafah in regards to the amount that get forgiven and the amount that have their necks freed from the fire and the likes. And lastly, my brothers, and I'll end with this, insha'Allah ta'ala, and the Sheikh touched up on this, and that is the concept of submission. The concept of submitting yourself to Allah Azza wa Jal. You go and spend all that money. You go and exhaust yourself. You leave everything and everyone behind because you know who you're doing it for. And you know who the one that commanded you is. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do all of that happily and willingly. Because once again, you are a slave. And I am a slave. And we are slaves to Allah azza wa jal. On a day or living in a day and age. And a time where people will call you to not be a slave to anything. They'll say, we are not slaves. We are not servants. Don't degrade us like that. But the Muslim and the Mu'min and the Muwahid, he takes pride. He's happy. He's proud to say that he is a slave of Allah Azza wa Jal. He's proud, wallahi, to say that what his master Allah tells him to do, he does. And he does not delay. And what Allah Azza wa Jal, his master, tells him to stay away from, he stays away from happily, willingly, and he does not delay. And that is why you see, as the Sheikh said, doing, we do some things, we don't know why that we're doing them. Even though, yes, some ulama, of course, tried their best to get to the bottom of it and mention some wisdoms. But why the Kaaba? Why the Kaaba built where it was, the way it was? Why, like the Sheikh said, seven circumambulations going around seven times? Seven circuits from the two mountains. Why those mountains? Why do we kiss the stone, point to the stone if we can't, and one, two, three? Why? Because Allah told you to do it. And whatever Allah tells you to do, you do. And there's so much to talk about that topic, but I want to end with just mentioning the example of our father Ibrahim alayhi salam. You know, our father Ibrahim alayhi salam, he left his wife and his son, his breastfeeding son, his beloved individual, one of the most beloved to him. He left them in a desert with little provision. But guess what? Why? Once again, because he submitted to what Allah Azza wa Jal commanded him. And that is why his wife, when she was calling him, she says, Ya Ibrahim, O Abraham. Where are you going? Like imagine that. You're a lady. Your husband has left you in the middle of a desert with your newborn, with a bit of dates and some water. And there's nothing else around. She says, Ya Ibrahim, where are you going? 
and leaving us in this desert. There's no one here. There's nothing here. Faluk subhanallah what the hadith mentions. She kept repeating it. She kept asking. But Ibrahim Ibrahim would not even turn around and face her. Why some of the ulama, they said he was worried that if he had turned around, he'd get emotional. It's an att- attachment. So she says, oh, Abraham, where are you going? Leaving us here with nothing. And no one, she repeated and he didn't turn. But listen to the submission that his wife showed, radiyallahu anha wa rahimahullah. Listen to the submission that he showed first and foremost. And his wife showed. And his son showed. She says to him one question. Just one thing after that. She says, Allahu amaraka bihada. Is it Allah, O Ibrahim? Is it Allah who has commanded you to do this? Is it Allah who has commanded you to leave me and my son here? He says, Naam, yes. It is Allah, yes. So what did she say? Wallahi, a statement, my brothers, that we can place between our eyes from the golden statements. She says, Idan la yudayyuna rabbuna. Then our Lord will not uh, uh, let us misguided and lost and the likes. Allah is our protector. Allah is our sustainer. But look at the submission. She asks her husband, Is it Allah that commanded you to do this? And as soon as he says yes, she's content. And that is why my brothers, everything that Allah tells us to do or stay away from, be like the mother of Ismail. Be like the wife of Ibrahim. Alhamdulillah. That's it. Be content. Be happy and the likes. And then the verses, and inshallah in two minutes will be done regarding the great sacrifice of Ibrahim alayhi salam. You know, sometimes we think we sacrifice, you know, we're, we're having a cry that Hajj is about $20,000 for example and one, two, three. Aslan, if you're not able to pay it and you're not able, you don't have the means and the funds and the likes, you're not obliged to go. You're not obliged to go. But you want to see a great sacrifice? You want to see a real sacrifice? It is what Ibrahim alayhi salam saw in his dream and what he was ordered to do. As Allah azza wa jal, he says, And when his son was old enough to walk with him, This is the real sacrifice. Or this is a real sacrifice. He says, oh my son, indeed I've seen in a dream, and the dreams of the prophets are revelation. Indeed I've seen in a dream that I'm to slaughter you. That I'm to slaughter you. Who's he talking to? His son. His son. فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا tara. See, what do you think? And then Ismail alayhi salam likewise showing this great submission. Yani the father Ibrahim willing to do that because it's what Allah commanded. And the son Ismail, a great prophet and messenger likewise, as Allah mentions in Surah Maryam in the Quran, likewise submitting. For what does he say? قَالَ يَا أَبَتِ فَعَلْ مَا تُؤْمَرُ Oh my father, do what you were commanded to do. And inshallah you will see me from those who are patient. You will find me from those who are patient. And the story is in Surah Al-Safat. You can go back to that so we don't go too long. But the point is that Ibrahim alayhi salam laid his son down. 
got ready to sacrifice. And then Allah Azza wa Jal ransomed Ismail with a ram or a sheep and the likes. But the point is, my brothers, look at this great sacrifice. And subhanAllah, sometimes we see or we find ourselves complaining that we're sacrificing. For compare yourselves to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Compare yourselves to the sacrifice of the great prophets and the messengers of Allah Azza wa Jal. And wallahi, there's so much to say and so much we could say. But insha'Allah ta'ala, that is sufficient just to give you an overview. Because wallahi, when you look into the concept of hajj, my brothers, when you look into the pillar of al-hajj, you will see so many different acts of worship which are manifested in this great pillar of hajj. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept from the pilgrims who have already left. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with a visit to his blessed house and fulfill the obligation of al-hajj. Wallahu a'la wa a'lam wa salli lahumma wa sallim wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah wa jazakumullahu khairan. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.